You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Now, Roger, from time to time, there is a film that gets everybody excited and everybody in agreement about how amazing and what a success it is. Critics, moviegoers, filmmakers, media companies galore got behind Doc Soldiers 20 years ago. Let's watch the trailer again. I had a cracking story about this place. A young couple were hiking through these woods. During the night, something happened. I mean, I I went to the movies to see this on the basis of an article in a magazine I used to buy all the time called Total Film. And Neil Marshall, the director and the writer, had been featured. There was like pages upon pages of content about the movie, but it was mostly about the making of the movie. There was not so much about the story, so there was no spoilers. And when I sat there in the cinema in Newcastle with, uh, with Denise, and we left thinking, this was brilliant. Do you remember watching Doc Soldiers 20 years ago? Yes, and again, do you know one of the things that really makes this movie for me is that they take the time to carefully get you to like the characters at the start. There's quite a lot of character building, isn't there? There's, there's an incredible scene early on in the film where Sean Pertwee tells a story about something that happened in Iraq, and it's quite a gruesome story, but it doesn't half bond all of those soldiers together and you learn about them and you and you start to like them so that when it all starts kicking off later when they all start getting attacked and some of them unfortunately die you really feel it and and sometimes films don't do that do they i've watched quite a lot of films recently where i just don't care about the characters so when they come to a grisly end it's almost like okay fine but this one you know the 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 writing was so good that within minutes you felt like you knew these characters inside out and that is a remarkable bit of writing and a remarkable bit of filming i would agree you know there was a, very very quickly you're absolutely right there was this idea of i want those that group to do well and, and survive yeah. there's also a number of individuals actually not just the werewolves that i disliked very quickly 
and yeah. I want you and a number of others to to not make it. And your your commitment and and the way in which you invest in the story is outstanding. But you mentioned the writing that we do know because of Colonel Marshall has been very very open and and actually very generous with the information. Because I think for me it was at the time where I was really getting into this discovery and journey of discovery around filmmaking and particularly indie production. He wrote the first draft in '96, which is you know quite some, some years later, and kept refining it and kept talking to people and of course putting together the, the financing and and the, the cast and crew. And with that, I think maybe there's a lesson, which is it may take time for you to get to the final product. Absolutely right. I mean, he stuck at it, didn't he? And and he had this vision again, which is always very important. He didn't want to do a classic werewolf film. Now, if you actually think about it, and I didn't really think about it until we did some research for this particular film, but a lot of werewolf films of the past, and things like an American werewolf in London, they tend to focus on the individual who has become infected and will then transform when the, the, the full moon comes up. Um, and he didn't want to make another film which was very much in that sort of, oh, isn't it a shame about the person who's been infected? He just wanted an awe out, almost like aliens with werewolves, didn't he? He just wanted a group of people, base under siege sort of thing, stuck in stuck in a house in the middle of nowhere with all these creatures um, around surrounding them and, and build the, the drama out of that scenario. And, and it obviously took time to get there. And the lesson that we can all learn, as you've said, from our marketing, from our product development is, you know, by all means, you know, keep developing something, but don't feel that the first iteration absolutely has to be the one that you put out there refine it until it becomes perfect well maybe not perfect we will never get to perfect but refine it a few times so that it matures for me it was clear it's only from the the cast point of view and i was six by therefore by the crew that they were committed to telling the story they were committed to the audience for us to have mm. a brilliant time uh, in terms of the story structure, we can say it was superbly filmed, bear in mind you know, the resources they had. Once again, you really care for the characters. We're going to speak in a moment about how they went about creating the werewolves and how very different they are to other films. Interestingly, there's a second werewolf movie that we reviewed on Together's <laughs> Marketing Podcast. For me, it is clear, and from the interviews, but also actually from the film itself, I mean, this sits on my bookshelf, uh, DVD shelf, alongside Doomsday, The Descent, and Centurion. And it's the idea of Neil Marshall loves film. And in this one, there are references if you want to see them, but they're not distracting. So you mentioned mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that monologue from Sean Pertwee around the campfire. For me, is uh, Neil Marshall's Joe's moment when we had yes. the monologue from Bernard Shaw. And if you've not seen Doc Soldiers, I'll say no more. But you know, there is a scary bit in there as well, and the story just takes a, a turn, very much like you would expect in, in in a film. You have reference to aliens. You have reference, although he said it wasn't meant to be to the Matrix. You have reference for me the way in which you know they have to try and stay safe inside the the cabin to Night of the Living Dead or Assault on Precinct 13. You've got all that going on, but it's almost its own celebration of cinema as Neil Marshall has lived it, but also creating a story that is unique. And the reason why I think the media in particular has gone behind it is 
a sense of pride, and actually internationally, this is called the UK Werewolf Movies become the It's Only mm-hmm. Told Mini brand. Yeah, absolutely, and and it didn't actually get a cinema release in the states, did it? They it went straight to straight to um, VHS at the time, um, and that that's uh, you know that, that's a criminal act, isn't it? It's such a good movie; you really do need to in, um, experience it on the big screen. But uh, it, like a lot of movies of this kind, it has created a bigger following over time. And, and of course, when it was released initially on VHS and then DVD, and now there's a 4K version out there as well, that the following is it, achieved more than cult status now. What is absolutely fascinating is this is a movie that is talked about on a regular basis. If you go on YouTube just as, as a barometer, the, the, over the last 20 years, people have done reviews, have done um, you know even fan-made trailers using snippets from the movie. So the movie is talked about by the, the audience in a manner that is just quite quite extraordinary. We know because, of course, uh, it, it was documented that Marshall was very disappointed by the lack of cinema release in the US. He got a proper release in the UK because we went, mm. I'd imagine, the rest of, of Europe. We've seen that with Highlander. Do you remember with Highlander? There was just that nervousness and hesitation in, in the yeah. US market. But for, for the people who could watch it, I think it was on Sci-Fi Channel that, that, that could watch it. The US movie lovers you know, went behind it and created, therefore, the word-of-mouth marketing and PR they would expect. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, it's the other thing that is remarkable about this is how much they achieved on such a low budget. Um, I mean, there was no CGI as far as I can... Um, well, I think they tried some tests with CGI, but it was probably in, in its infancy and, and it just didn't look good. Um, they didn't have the budget to create the transformation effects from human to werewolf that you saw in the likes of American Werewolf in London. So they actually had to resort to what sounds like the old style cheesy transformation where literally the the character maybe they put some um, uh, contact lenses over their eyes to make their eyes go yellow and then they curl up and start making a lot of noise and then they fall down behind a chair or behind a table and then they get up and they've transformed i mean that sounds so utterly cheesy and cheap doesn't it but he pulls it off so well that you don't even notice and i think that's absolutely key to the fact that this was so well made that even by doing that they got away with it and made it look really impressive yeah because again we are invested as an audience it pays off i'll make another link with joe's but um when steven spiel was saying but you know your shark is looks rubbish man it's rubber it doesn't move properly and so on but he was saying but by then by the time the sharks is revealed the audience is with us and i think that was the case there with dog soldiers but when the werewolves are, are revealed Again, a commitment in terms of Neil Marshall's story and being a bit different, he uh, a used real kind of um, you know practical special effects of people were wearing the, the the outfits. They look great, and he also used dancers. So he wanted them to yes. move in a way that felt uh, again very very different. Yeah, absolutely, and and. Uh, I- you you get very quick shots, don't you, Pascal? You don't they don't linger too much, and that's probably again a good thing. Just like the, in Jaws, as you say, you get the glimpses until t- right towards the end when you actually get to see them on screen for longer. Um, and and I think the dancers 
really made them a little bit weird as well. The movement was mm. not what you expect. And I think that again just added to the to the atmosphere. Uh, it, it, what well, the other thing that I was interested in is that um, we nearly got Jason Statham in this film. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he was he was originally going to be playing the role of Cooper, who's the main the main um, hero of the show, I guess. Uh, but he couldn't actually do it. He had a prior commitment to go to the states to work with John Carpenter. So, so we got uh, the 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 actor who who plays Cooper instead. But um, again, great acting. Um, I think that Sean Pertwee is one of the, our most underrated actors, and his performance in this is just superb, absolutely superb. Um, he's got humour, he's got timing, he's got melancholy, he's got energy. I really do think he's he's um, underrated. So a couple of things I wanted to mention about the, um, the the marketing. Now, it is you know of the nature of an indie production sometimes to have limitations or for things to be taken off your hand by the distributors and so on. But there was certainly a strong artwork that was shared in terms of the posters, eventually the DVD covers and so on. Then people have been messing on over the years. But for me, the original artwork is, is the best. It's the one where you have a soldier that is backlit by, we suspect, a full moon, and the shadow has the shape of a, a werewolf. And you have, well, the um, the caption, six men, full moon, no chance, which always makes yeah. me smile. And then you have the quote and five stars from a review, a bitch of a werewolf movie. And you put that out in terms of posters and DVD covers, and you are truly on your way to festivals and film markets. Yeah, and one of the other posters quotes as well is Jaws, Aliens, and Predator with a werewolf twist. I mean, you're name-dropping three incredible action movies there and suspense movies, and you know, you're going to draw people in just by using that tagline. One of the things I was very interested in when we watched the trailer again there is that the, the trailer's almost poking fun at the audience a little bit because yes it's got this montage of shots so you see glimpses of the werewolves you see the soldiers in action um but there's there's captions at the bottom saying there are six people trapped in the house which one of them will lose their nerve first and and it's almost like a little extra game that's going on yeah in the trailer and then at the end it says hands up if you um predicted it was going to be the woman don't be so sexist. And I thought, oh, that, that's interesting. I've never actually seen that happen in a, in a trailer before. You know, that was almost in addition to the, the information we were getting about the movie, that the, they were almost having a, a bit of a laugh with the audience there. Indeed, and, and the trap line you mentioned a moment ago, it, it's sometimes used actually to mislead an audience, but in this one, it was true. All mm. those amazing references and all those amazing adventure movies that we've all kind of um, had, you know, great memories... Have been are there as part of inspiration. I mean, he himself, you know, was thinking, I want to recreate almost you know that feeling of in Zulu where they are completely outnumbered and and how yeah. would you survive? And it's almost what happens as much as uh, again, th- there's a wonderful kind of uh, juxtaposition between the gory, scary elements and the, the humor. Some of the one-liners are absolutely uh, amazing. But this idea of yeah, what would I do in in, in that situation? And and you know we've talked about the poster, we've talked about the um, the trailer. I absolutely love the poster cover for the 4K release. The 4K releases 
is is quite recent in the in the last couple of years, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's it's a it's a little bit comic booky in my mind, but it's absolutely beautiful. But there's even a story about the release of the DVDs and the Blu-rays because. You know, we were saying before about um, protecting your assets and things like that and patents, but they actually lost the original negative for this film after it had been released. And when it came time to to release it on Blu-ray and DVD, they really didn't have a decent copy that could cope with the uh, quality that 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 uh, a Blu-ray could bring. Um, And eventually they did find a 35mm decent copy of the film from which they created the blu-ray but to in order to launch the 4k version for which you need an absolutely pristine negative they they were really in trouble until somebody actually managed to find the negative and from that they were then able to launch the 4k version and i just i found an interview with neil marshall when he was describing this and he was saying it was like looking for the lost ark of the covenant (laughs) i think it was buried in the well of souls somewhere nobody knew where the negative was which was just a terrifying thought that low you know for a low uh, for an independent filmmaker that they'd lost the negative but then about a year later the producer contacted me and say i found it i found the neg and there it was that they were then able to launch the the 4k version it's scary that things like this could get lost it, it's just mm. like you know staggering that people are not uh, organized well enough or maybe there's a storage issue but to lose something like this seems um so inappropriate and, yeah. and crazy but um, i'm so pleased that he found it and, and and i think if we could take our mind back to 2002 so we mentioned the coverage, particularly in print media, was quite something for a mm. film that, frankly, belongs to the low-budget you know era. is also very, very British and so on, and I think we should that. And I'm sure it was great for the, the cast and crew, for Neil Marshall and anybody else, to get recognition at the Brussels International Film Festival, yes. Fantasy Film Festival, that at that time the president was not other than Christopher Lee, and you know they, they won the, the the award there for best film. That's just a nice nod and recognition from your peers that perhaps was needed after what would have been for Neil Marshall six seven years of hard graft. Absolutely right. I mean, I love the fact that Christopher Lee was the uh, <laughs> was the president at the time. That's fantastic. But yeah, this is you know again, this is one of those films that a lot of people will never have heard of. Um, they might, you know, they might dismiss it because it's a, you know, it's just another werewolf movie. But this is more than a werewolf movie. This, you know, we've we the fact that we've compared it to Jaws on many occasions. It is great acting, great writing, great filmmaking, and the tension is palpable. So if you haven't seen this please go and find that glorious 4K disc with its glorious cover and give this a watch with the lights turned down. Indeed, and I'll finish with um, a bit of news, which I think you know already. Neil Marshall is indeed in talks with many others for a sequel, so that would be just absolutely delightful. Right, everybody, 
this was episode 64. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. And thank you to you, Roger, for being such an amazing co-host. Until the next one, go out there and make sure your marketing is done right. I was Pascal Fintoni and he was Roger Edwards. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.